Welcome to Loose Change, our regular look at what's happening in the fintech world and the people behind it making it all happen. For today's episode, I'm joined by Sarah Rowe. I'm really pleased to have Sarah here. Uh, Sarah's uh, been with us at Iris for some time now uh, in a few different roles, which we'll get into and talk a little bit about uh, uh, in a moment. But uh, most importantly, she's also now moved to the same town as I am, which is Stratford-upon-Avon, which I reckon is becoming the fintech capital of the world. Well, maybe Warwickshire, but it's doing all right. There's a few of us there now, Sarah, aren't there? Yes, there are, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, okay, so, so I mentioned you had a few roles. How long have you been in Iris now? Six and a half years now. And the roles within Iris that you've had in that time? Um, I started in training, and since then I've moved through implementations, solutions, um, and now in the community. I think we're going to get into the community stuff mm-hmm. a little bit in a moment, because I think that's quite an exciting innovation at Iris, so I'd like to go into that uh, a bit before, uh, a bit more detail later. Um, what I do think is interesting as well, though, is before you joined Iris, you were out there in the field, uh, like mm-hmm. our clients are doing, using our software in reality. Where, where were you working and what was your role? Um, so over about 10 years, I worked in different IFA practices. So I started in administration, working in the back office, um, primarily using things like Advisor Office and Plum, I think I started on Plum and then moved to Advisor Office. Um, And then within the last firm that I was in before I moved to Iris, um, I became part of the Advisor Office delivery team, so dealing with upgrades and training and all of that kind of thing. And that gave me a taste for for software, which ultimately led me here. And, And I guess from our listeners' point of view, you've been where many of them are now using the technology on, on yes on, 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 with the trials and tribulations that come ab- with it absolutely and, and i guess that helps you with all those other roles that you've talked about because when you're training people you can relate to adopting a new piece of software when you're implementing it you've got that sort of relationship that you've been then done that got the t-shirt already. Well, you you have the empathy because you understand the issues and you yeah. understand i think um you can empathise with the problems they're experiencing, but when you've experienced it, you know also how to try and maybe get around it, how to work with it, and understand how you just move forward. You also understand the pressures that are coming externally, so just because someone's got an issue doesn't mean they haven't got three people next I, to them I, shouting at them. I forward. think that's so important, isn't it? Because yeah. I think we can be very isolated in our world as software suppliers and forget that people have a day job to do, that forget the pressures of their management team saying to them, I need this management report now, and, and they mean now. Well, it's the management team, but it's also their clients. Yep. So, um, you know, their clients really, really want to report to, so they can make a decision in their life. And our, you know, admin might be struggling to run that report for one reason or another, um, and they've come to us for help. So, the, you know, the um, stages, I suppose, of removal ultimately come back to somebody needs something. How do we ensure that they get what they need? And I guess to, to help achieve that, we've probably seen an evolution of uh, fintech solutions in the marketplace. I mean, you talked about moving from Plum to Advisor Office to Xthan now, which I know is uh, uh, the, the, the software product that you work on now. How have you seen that software evolve and what, what, what things have happened in that journey that just make it a little bit easier to do your day job? Um, I think, uh, well, working with Xthan is quite exciting. I wish I'd had half the stuff that I had when I was back in admin, um, some of the workflow capabilities are, are beyond anything that, that I recall having. It was quite manual to a degree. 
when I first started working, people were running things through shared Outlook calendars, um, which uh, you know you sort of get used to, but it was never great to move in now to software actually helping you by doing some of the tasks. You know, whatever software that is, they help you by doing some of the menial tasks now, so you ultimately can hopefully get back and give a good service to the client. Yeah. That, that's a lot of the transition there could have been workflow, reporting. I think they're the key changes I've seen. Data feeds in from providers. I mean, when I first started, um, most of my day was on the phone yeah. to providers because there wasn't even online. Yeah. So you couldn't necessarily go online without a lot of pain either to get a value. So the fact that they've updated their platforms so you can get a lot more online and you can get feeds of that data into the software is is a massive leap forward, I think. I think the workflow one's really key as well. I mean, uh, I think where I've seen it go is, is, is from these almost very linear processes, mm-hmm. which you're right, are manual and linear. So they're, they're, you do this task, you do this task, you do this task to this this almost wealth of functionality that enables you to deal on outcomes and branch off workflows according to what happens in one task, you go a different way, but also automating those tasks as well, as you say. So it's not always a person doing it. So it could be sent to the administrator, it could be sent uh, to the advisor, but equally, it could just all happen in the background. Well, that, that used to be um, pages and pages of A4 printed procedures manuals in ring binders. So I remember there was always bookcases of ring binders with printed procedures manuals. And when I started at some businesses, they would give me my own version of it so I could make notes on. So how many trees were (laughs) cut down for the level of procedures manuals? And now with, um, you know, things like X-Plan and, you know, the procedures manual can essentially be built into the software. So it helps new starters. It helps you remember what you when you've got so much in your head, yeah. you don't necessarily need to remember now or refer back to a and, guide. Which and is and weird. similarly, I don't think you even have to remember to start a process off now no. because I think one of the big things that uh, I'm seeing adopted now is things like alerts and triggers to start these workflows. And I was speaking to a prospect recently that didn't have that within their software, so they were having to manually set up the, the workflows. But, you know, yeah. in, in X-Fan world, uh, uh, 90 days before you review, a whole process could be triggered off and, and, and then things happen. Oh. Uh, your portfolio gets out of sync with your ATR and another process triggers off automatically. It's that sort of thing that just makes that, that intelligence. That's, that's huge, I think. I think the transition from, and I think we're still in this sort of transition mechanism now where we're moving away from reports for reports' sake, Yeah. if that makes sense. So it, in all my history, there's been hundreds of management reports on whatever software, wherever I've worked, um, just so they could get to a particular figure or a particular summary. And actually, they don't necessarily want the figure. They want the next task after that, which would be yeah. to communicate with them or something like that. So the fact that the um, software now allows you to to use those alerts, use those um, reports to not necessarily get it out into a CSV unless you have to, but if you've got an ongoing action for it, deal yeah. with that directly in the software. And I think that's a massive um, cut out of just tasks that you shouldn't need to do really yeah. and I think there's still some way to go but the the pathway to that 
and the fact of, of what you can get now I think is a massive leap forward. And I think helping people do that is really where things like community comes in with helping people use the software and adopt that. So I am going to come to community in a moment because <laughs> I know that's your passion. But before that, and I haven't warned Sarah about this, but there, there is a quick fire quiz I need you to do. Oh my goodness. So um, <laughs> uh, now with this quiz, um, some of it will be business related, some of it will be about you, because we want to understand more about you oh, as the person scary. and the person <laughs> behind this as well. So, so we're going to go, we'll start you off gently with one about yourself, okay? So I happen to know you've just come back from Italy on holiday. Uh-huh. Um, so the first question is pizza or pasta? Oh, pasta. Really? Yes. Even with lots of cheese and mozzarella and artichokes? I do, and... I do like pizza, but some of the pasta I tried was very, very good. Well, okay, okay, <laughs> I'll give you that one then. Um, the next question would be, what is the most impressive tool that you've seen Iris produce and take to market? Oh, wow. Pre-warning on that one. There's so many. Um, I think it's actually a tool connected to Explan Mortgage. Okay. which is the eligibility tool. Uh-huh. I think um, having, I think everybody, you know, you go through the mortgage process, whichever side of that place you are, is um, it's a bit of a painful process. So the fact that the brokers can do, find out more upfront to save the back and forth days and days, they can understand a bit of eligibility upfront. What a... Yeah, I agree. What a swift... I, I think some mortgage prov- uh, brokers will really, really save wasted time on a client that we're never going to I think some of those types of tools especially something like that are real industry game and it comes back to data as well as the importance of data which I I, I get a bit of a uh, a rant yeah. on about so I won't go down that one this is supposed to be quick fire I'm not supposed to be get, getting into debate so so let's go back to your, your personal again Italy uh, based uh, ice cream which is the best flavour of ice cream oh my goodness cherry no that wouldn't make my top 20 um <laughs> Okay. It's not your question. I know, I know. You're not doing well on these answers, I have to say. So so let's go. You were better on the one before when we're going more business related. So we'll (laughs) stick with that. So what's your top tech tip for anyone that is implementing a new technology solution? What would be your number one tip? Um, I think it's uh, to don't think about what you do now. Think about what you want to do. Okay. So I um, I think it's really hard to not think about what you do now. Um, but I think you can get locked in a loop yep. of trying to replicate something you're actually trying to change. Yeah. Um, and I think before you look at what you currently do now, look at what you'd like to do, then look at what you do now and see how you could move between the two using new tech on the block. But I, 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 wise tip, clearly you moved to Stratford to, to, <laughs> to, to, to join the, the I think the that tech. would be my working solution <laughs> that question, but there we go. Uh, okay, and my final quick fire quiz which is probably the most important one given where we are in the world today who's going to win the rugby world cup i have no idea sarah i don't follow rugby sarah we know <laughs> the answer we know the answer i'll say wales well done well happy. done okay <laughs> <laughs> but right, to I'm... anyone else listening obviously it was australia stroke england straight <laughs> um okay but let's go back now to the community stuff because that's yeah. your, your your current role and I know you've got a passion about it. Tell us what Iris Community is. So it's a it's really a sort of extended help platform. So at the moment you know you can get help about the software, there's some articles in X plan where you can find out what to click, where to click. And um, the community sort of takes it further. 
So it becomes a, a, a support mechanism of people within the community helping each other, a way for us to provide more information and more guidance, best practice, not just from us, but from other users of the software. Um, and a way for us to share a lot more information than we ever could before, yeah. whether it's known issues, which I know we've been asked for a lot. If we yeah. know about it, can we share it? Well, we are. We've mm -hmm. got a platform to be able to do that now. So it, it is a way of us really working together to get more out of the software, regardless of where we work. Yeah. I think. yeah. So, and I guess that's both for clients, but also internally, because there are. I someone asked me the other day, um, it was a salesperson that should have probably know it themselves, but they <laughs> said to me, how do I switch on Google Maps so that when I'm uh, in Xplan and I'm seeing a client and I want to see who else is around those clients, I like to demo that. How do I get that switched on? I went straight to the community, typed in Google, uh, Google Maps, and it instantly told me how to, how to set it up. So I think we use it quite a lot internally as well as yeah. externally. Yeah, we had various knowledge bases internally to different degrees for different softwares. Yeah. And also still very segregated. Yeah. So um, Xplan was quite segregated from Compay, which is segregated from Xplan Mortgage, etc. And they're all a bit different, all different to manage different owners. So from a, a client and user experience, wherever you sit, it was hard to navigate that tree. So if we found it difficult to navigate that tree, surely our users did as well. Yeah. And with the community, we're bringing that all under essentially one umbrella. So you, if you work on multiple softwares that Iris provide for you, your help and guidance will be there in that one community with everything in yeah. one place. And if there's no point in us building a knowledge base internally or then externally and duplicating that work. It's the same knowledge that everybody needs. So yep. let's do it once and share it with everyone. And, and how are you finding getting the clients engaged to put content on there? Because I guess what you're, you're saying is, yes, our own support people, our own product experts, uh, our own sales and account managers will be adding in there. Mm -hmm. But this really flies when we get the clients adding stuff in there as well. It's a, yeah, it's a mixture of both, really. So um, it's... it's putting stuff less in, uh, you know, presentations and things like that, so that we answer it once for the benefit of multiple, rather yeah. than duplicating. So for us, it will actually, over time, hopefully stop us having to answer the same question 40 times, meaning we've got more time to develop and support. Yeah. Um, but also, um, most of the questions uh, that, that we get from clients are, what are other people doing? Yeah. Um, and has anybody else come across this? Yeah. Iris um, have an enhancement, but it's not been done yet. How are you navigating this? How are you dealing with your regulator? Anything like that. Um, and they actually call out and ask the community. Um, and uh, it's amazing, actually, how many people are already engaged. Yeah. Um, so some we, we look at sort of community engagement as who's observing, who's reading, yeah. who's taking from it, and who's engaged within it with it and participating and there'll always be a larger set of observers to participants you yeah. know it's just the nature but it's actually quite a good level of participants that are constantly engaging and talking to each other not just in the same country either so i i initially expected in the short term sort of the uk might help each other australia might help each other but actually we've got cross locale well, I think there's, there is huge yeah, commonalities across the, mm. the problems. If you, if you actually look, one of my favourite parts of uh, X-Plan, and then someone asked me 
the best tool I might go case manager because mm -hmm. I kind of like case manager and X plan, which is the idea that you group everything in an advice journey in, in, in a single case. Now that was created in South Africa mm -hmm. um, uh, to help them with their case checking processes, but the geography that uses case manager more than any other is the UK. So I, yeah. see, I think we see that cross-fertilisation of ideas all, but actually, all the time. But actually Australia is starting to look at case manager more, so any questions that come up from that have been answered by a mixture of UK Irish people and um, Irish uh, UK uh, clients. Uh, I think the other fascinating thing about the community is one of the great strengths of Xplan is its flexibility to mm. do lots of things. Yeah. But with that brings a challenge of, so what do I want to do? Yeah. And this comes to the point that you, you said, people want are hungry to learn from others um, about how far they can take it, what else can they automate, where else can they get real productivity gains. So I think sharing ideas in the community will help that as well. Yeah, I think the community is helping us to create a, a better base. Yep. So I think um, historically Iris has worked to that level of flexibility where it has seemed a little confusing and it's so comprehensive. How do you know what you should be doing and what you should read? Yeah. Because, you know, you could answer only question and we could come back with a way of doing something. So yep. when you're just starting out, that can quite, seem quite overwhelming. Yeah. So some of the things now we've got the community platform in place is to actually look at the content that we have organize that and rename it and work it in a structure and look at actually all the content to adapt to it to move it forward so that people can find that base set of information easier yeah. so that when they do talk to the rest of the community it is much more about what else can i do over and above yeah. rather than finding out just what i can do that it should do yeah. out of the box if that makes sense so um you know there's a lot of work for us to do to get all of that content in there. We've got 2,000 people across Iris. Yeah. So we've got to get a lot of information out of their heads and out of their shared drives and various other things. But that's something that's a, a very prominent part of our roadmap is to make that content um, good quality and really easy to use. Yeah, well, certainly the people I'm uh, speaking to uh, are liking it, so uh, well mm -hmm. done on that. Um, and thank you very much for uh, joining us today on, on, on the chat. It's been really useful to understand your whole insight around uh, the fintech world, not and, and as an end user all the way through to the journey now in the community. Great to learn more about community. So thank you very much, and hopefully you'll come back and join us again sometime. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much.